This episode of Getting Grown is brought to you by Hulu, celebrating black history always. With stories like the women of the movement, Snowfall, Atlanta, Grownish, Power, Living Single, the award-winning Summer of Soul, Hulu original Wu-Tang and American Saga, and much more. Hulu highlights stories that showcase black history past and present 365 days a year. Hulu subscription required. Terms apply. My whole life has changed since you came in. I knew back then you were that special one. I'm so in love, so deep in love. You made my life complete. You are so sweet. No one competes. Glad you came into my world. You charm me with your love. With you, I am the sun. See, hope in me. I'm wide open. And I'm doing things I never do. But I feel so good. I feel so good. Why it takes so long, me finding you. This is my story, and I'm telling you, it's not fiction, it's surely a fact. Without you right here, having my back, I really don't know just where I'd be at. (laughs) Not where I'd be at. Not where I'd be at. That's why he ended like that. (laughs) Just where I'd be at. Shut up. My whole life has changed. My whole life. That song was really rife with all kinds of random noises and strange sounds. You are the very, very special one. You are the very, very. I was like, Like, it's a constipation in the room. <laughs> like what? Who? Like I just be fascinated. The nineties were a wild time. Was that the two thousands? Early two thousands. Let me see. When did when did differences come out? I just feel like I want to say that we was were... the nineties because I had a I had a little boyfriend in Atlanta named Richmond, who I met. Through that was his my first cousin. name. Yes, child. <laughs> we love a last Richmond. name as the first. His name, name. was that's... Richmond. Ooh, um, that's rich. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Richmond, but yeah, they had to be the early oh, 90s. 2001. 2001. So, so just, you know, adjacent. Yes, very early 2000s. Yes, where it's the like, clothes were uglier than ugly. I mean, we that's the white tee era. The nightgown white tees the boys Ooh. used to wear down to their ankles and yep. toes that's <laughs> the who I think they like me. Reach. So that's where I worked at Foot Action, Come and on. they would sell those T-shirts. Five for twenty. Five for twenty. We were selling five for twenty. Man. And so I and I have always been the tomboy that I am. And so I would buy my five for twenty crispy whites yes. <laughs> with, with some jeans and some uptowns. This is when this was one of the two thousand and one was one of the first years that they re they started re releasing Jordans. I know that mm-hmm. because yep. They re was the first re-release of the cool gray 11s. Yep. Mm-hmm. Toya and I got on the bus. Oh, did y'all stand on the line? 
No, because we had like a connect. We got them like the day before. So we was like, we went to the store and, you know, pay mm-hmm. someone extra $10, $20 to get mm-hmm. them a day in advance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we rode the yeah. bus, honey. We was on campus wearing them cool grays. When they first came out, you couldn't hit us in the ass with a red apple child. We was out Just- here. <laughs> it was giving, oh, 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 oh. I don't know if I should admit this here. But Uh-oh. I mean, the statute of limitations is like so cool. Oh god! Uh, <laughs> so let me tell you something. Foot action days, your girl used to cake I because mean, let me honey. tell you something. Just, I mean, it was me and my coworker, and I ain't gonna call her of illegal contraband. Oh, when I tell, first of all, we was definitely charging niggas for early releases. I mean, that's and what was happening. Also, we was full blown thieving. Now, let me tell you all something. I don't believe in stealing unless it's from a corporation because... (laughs) No, I mean, that's just the honest truth because you know what I'm saying? Y'all got the ducats. Billionaires should not exist. But I don't believe in stealing from people individually. I think that's nasty. I was also in college and young and thirsty. I was working at Foot Action and Express. Wow. And I was in school and I was paying for it myself and your girl was trying to get these ducats. (laughs) So... It was Me and my coworker, and it was, we used to take certain orders, capitalism, slide them joints out the back door. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Somebody do the pull around, and yeah, that we was had how inventory. we got these sneakers. That's exactly how we got these sneakers. I don't. That's how I got every it. iPod. I don't think I. I don't remember exactly how much the. Yeah, the early charge was. was. It wasn't a lot mm-hmm. of money though, because I too was in college. Not and ain't have no now. money. I was no. working like a work study job. It might job. have been like what one sixty. Yeah, and I feel like the yeah. sneakers themselves was like a hundred and forty dollars. Yeah, I feel like it was something like that. Maybe we was doing two hundred, but you know, because even then, uptowns were like. 70? I don't even think they were eighty. I don't even think they were eighty five dollars. I'm saying that you I think they I'm were saying? like sixty nine dollars. Sixty nine ninety nine, sixty nine ninety five, or whatever. <laughs> what a time. You do. What a time. But that was a time. Express and foot action. I'm. You know. I had a retail I... moment, but I was a little later. I, I didn't start working okay. retail. I worked at New York and Company. Oh, that is right up your alley, <laughs> child. And I was working. I was working the same time I was working my first sort of university administrator job honey because i really just needed the discount on my casual coordinates okay <laughs> um my business casual coordinates my separates and i remember it i didn't work retail long but i was like i was fascinated by how like the white woman was behaving over them acrylic sweaters in the new york oh, company i was bitch, did i ever tell you about the time i almost whooped the bitch ass over jeans i mean Express? i'm just like yo you all in here for these acrylic itchy sweaters you are carrying on like this like i mean it this was lady tried to me. return a pair of jeans that were no longer in the system i will never forget <laughs> i have gotten into listen and there was one time one white lady mm. i don't even remember her issue but i was at the register and we got into it and she was and she like put her back like put her wallet down and she like got real close like she wasn't uh-huh. in my face but she got real uh-huh. close and mm-hmm. was like who are you talking to Mm-hmm. And I was like, yep. "Who am I looking at?" And I That's said, oh, girl, "Am I finna go to jail? Am I finna go? I might Bitch, be going I to might jail be. today." Bitch, I might be because <laughs> we're not doing this. Oh I'll no! Never forget I- it. My manager's name was Sonia. It was a, a Jamaican lady, brown skin, mm. and she was just like, "Ma'am, she she had to defuse that situation." She told that white lady to get her things and go. 
No, I had a white manager at the Express. And see, I wasn't the Express girl. You know how, so I don't know if you saw that thread recently where they were talking about how black people can make fun of you for anything. Mm -hmm. That's how it was when I was working at Foot Action and Express at the same time because... I would come straight from class, go to foot action, do my shift there. Then I would go in the back in the stock room, change for express. And you remember the times. So <laughs> I was giving like I, black pants, bitch or jeans and like, but like these little shoes and belts and lots of necklaces and like, oh, uh, um, I do. Remember I don't want to the call them the, what we've been calling them growing up. Uh, uh, ribbed tank tops with like a vest, the cardigan <laughs> sweats. The cardigan set. Card, that card, so Sweater my season. So of course my coworkers at a, who foot action who I'm cooler with, those are my people and my manager and stuff. I come out the stock room, they'd be like, Oh, this nigga got on a vest. <laughs> Oh, this nigga got on necklaces. Look at all the necklaces this nigga got on. Because I had to go get fully judged for the express for my express Man, um what a time. So it was just it was an interesting time, but I definitely retail is not something I don't think I ever want to do. It was not my strength. I you I know, know some I people sell. really have a knack for it, and that is what yeah. their gift is, and I commend them. But I knew very quickly into the game. I was good at the foot action, not at the express. I knew very quickly <laughs> into the game that I wasn't gonna be able to do that for a long time. I knew it. I knew it. And it really took a but I might have worked maybe two or three Black Fridays, and the last one. Oh. I literally was like, oh, no, I have got to go to school and get my education because I cannot yeah. do this. <laughs> I, I was got, poor. I was paying for school. It was so much going on. away from this as I possibly can. I never wanted to I was to like, we got to get this shmoney. Shmoney. So, we had, so your, your girl had jobs the same way you all watch me work now. I did it then. I've always been <laughs> this girl, true, as well. Always. 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 17 always. jobs. Always. Why? For no reason. But we haven't Be even greeted the people. Hey, y'all. Oh, praise the Lord, niggas. So sorry. We just jumped wow, right that into was the story. How long was that? That was, was 10, 10 minutes. minutes. Wow. We're so sorry. We, we we acknowledge that you are here with us at the kitchen table. We hope that you're doing well this Monday, this mm -hmm. Tuesday, when you hear this, this start mm -hmm. of the week. <clears throat> mm -hmm. But you doing all right, sis? What's going on? You know, I'm here. I'm powering through. This is where we are, and uh, I will not complain about it. I'm grateful. Um, yes. I've hit two months of school. Hey, you know how saying? many so months? Do like, you how right. much time do you have left? Uh, I finish in August. All so, right. Um, so I have to, I have gotten two months under my belt. You know, it has not been easy. Y'all know mm -hmm. I don't like reporting into people. So being obligated to be somewhere at a certain time. <laughs> it's ghetto it's uh but i have been on time for every class i am stunned. um proud of you you know your girl currently has a 100 of currently um and i had no doubt thank you sister i did actually that last <laughs> test that i took i was like i was like oh man i don't know how this is gonna go i don't know how this one is gonna go because it was a rough week and when I got that test back and that thing said 100, <laughs> you couldn't tell me I wasn't in second grade. So what so were proud. your tests on today? You said you had a test today. What was today? No, I have a test on Thursday. Okay, what's that I about? have an assignment. Uh, that is on um, wet cooking methods, wet heat cooking methods. So like sous vide? Yes, steaming sous vide. Yes, you better... <laughs> braising stewing sous vide steaming all of that so um and i have my assignment due as well 
probably on the same stuff. Or is that on the dry heat methods? I should look at that. So dry just heat methods would of, be like baking, roasting, pan frying. There you go. Sauteing, pans, uh, mm. pan frying, um, you know, a lot of browning, searing, which is essentially the same thing. Uh, yeah, all of those methods. And then you start getting into wet heat methods when you start getting into uh, braising and stewing mm. um, and steaming and so forth. So. It's just, you know, each course module, we go over the very specific things. And I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this. This I'm is glad. a good time. I'm tired of shit, but I'm enjoying it. It's and I be think worth I'm, it. it is. And I'm lucky I didn't end up with a little asshole group of, uh, of co-students. You, you know what I'm cohort, saying? Things could have gone a different way. How big is My it? cohort. 14 of us. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'm actually pretty pleased with, with the lot. Um, that you know, does so. make a difference. It does, cause if I was in a batch of idiots, man, <laughs> that makes a difference. Totally man, makes and if I was an idiot, you know what I'm saying? But for sure. Um, but no, I'm enjoying it. I I like my teachers that I've had so far. I'm having, I'm having a good time. How are you? I am doing okay. I have mm-hmm. a lot going on. Um, work wise. Um, yeah, we've had lots of transition in our department, <clears throat> and so that means that those of us who are still there have a mm-hmm. lot of work to do in sort of managing <clears throat> a workload that used to be split among eight people is now split among four people. So it's <laughs> good times, good times um, in the city. But yeah, I'm doing I'm doing my very best, and that's really all that I can muster these here days. I think that's that's good enough. As as long as we're doing our best, we're doing good enough. Yeah, man. I mean, and and I I'm safe. I have what I need, mm-hmm. and I'm just trying to remind myself that I don't have to have it all figured out. And I'm just going to take it one thing at a time. One day at a time. Yeah. Well, shall we get into a little bit of trash? I think that sounds like an excellent idea. Let's do it. Okay. All right, let's get into a little basura today. I feel like there's um, plenty of it. Listen, and if there's something that I miss, please feel free to chime in mm-hmm. with things that you might have picked up on. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was actually new, and I didn't know if I was going to put it in there, but I, I wanted to just off the strength of shaming the people who have uh, caused this story in the first place. So... Um, Lauren London is mm. going to be doing, uh, she, was she in a documentary? Is she going to be doing a movie or something Netflix with Jonah Hill? Something Netflix movie. Um, so she was sitting with Jonah Hill and, a, a barrage of ashy niggas came with all of their opinions on her weight. Um, so she's gained a little bit of, weight. she's gained a little weight. She's a grown woman with two kids she who suffered like a loss. She a grown woman who, like the rest of us, has been home for two years negotiating Taking a global care of two health kids crisis. And also grieving a significant loss. Thank you very and much. And you all spoke your white tongues up to have, and you just had the audacity. Tongues that have not been brushed ever, I'm ever. sure. Ever. I bet y'all don't brush, scrape. You don't get behind your teeth. You don't brush your gums. And I know you ain't hitting them lips. I mean, they've never seen floss or nope. any kind of, nope. you know. But but have the, but have the nerve and the gumption 
to talk shit. They probably got curved, dark brown fingernails. You know what I'm saying? You already know. You know the vibes. And you have opinions. And these are men that Lauren London would not even breathe at she wouldn't even blink her eyes in your direction and you got the nerve to utter and so and the reason why this hit me a little bit is because you know i had a man try to shame me back in my youth you know for womanly weight fluctuation oh yeah oh yes and it took a toll on me you know what i'm saying for a minute i was like the the ex nigga (laughs) and understood it took a toll to the point where there were issues that I didn't think that I really had around my body. And I realized they had been projected on because of his own insecurities. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to really be okay. Like, you know, it took a couple of years, but I had to really be okay with, I'm a grown woman and my body might fluctuate depending upon what hormonal things are going on. If I'm feeling sad Nigga, if I'm feeling happy, nigga, you know what I'm saying? Like things happen with your body and it is nobody's place to speak on those things, especially when you don't know the circumstances surrounding why somebody, you don't know, you don't know what anybody has going on. there's all kinds of reasons Mm -hmm. why human bodies Mm -hmm. fluctuate in size and shape. Like there's, I mean, there could be. And it's nobody's business. And it's just natural and healthy and a part of what it means to be a grown adult. Like, Mm -hmm. and I mean, let's be honest. I speak for myself. When you, like not only like your metabolism changes, but also like your body shapes out differently as time moves on. Like I'm never going to be the size that I was when I was 29 probably ever again there are some people who sort of maintain and can stay the same size for the rest of their life but there are others of us who like things just sort of like you know like your hips come in or 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 you you get on some birth control because you fucking and you and and you gain a little water weight off of that like or any like anything like you can you can have an autoimmune issue you can be reacting to some sort of you can be happy bitch and be and be eating (laughs) like it doesn't rude i just wish that we would mind our business i just but i especially wish a nigga would mind their business who doesn't even clean inside their motherfucking belly button and you don't I wish you would mind your business the most like I don't know I don't don't y'all got them little knots up under your underarms y'all got them little nasty curls your little hair has been dreading up under your underarms because all kinds of madness all all them bumps on the back of your head and all (laughs) kinds of shit y'all got the nerve to have a goddamn opinion please kiss somebody's ass not mine because I don't want you touching me I mean away Um, from me is what I need and Lauren London will never even let you breathe at her. So Has she said poof. anything. I was hoping that she would just ignore it. But I, I think know she she's hard. really, really, really good about ignoring and minding her business and staying in her in her lane. I love that. And for her. so I do too. I really do. And I really just pray for the best for her in her continued healing and on her in her healing journey. Absolutely. Um and you know, her taking care of her kids and taking care of herself and just hope that you know, she gets the best for herself in all of this situation. I mean. Ho! Tandy Newton. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Oh, my God. 
So we uh, haven't seen. First of all, I haven't seen Tandy Newton since Four Color Girls. What's she been doing? Either. I don't know. <laughs> and why do we care? Because when we, we when don't. it first sort of surfaced on my timelines, I was like. And you just reminded me, I forgot about for Color Girls, because I was going to say, I ain't seen her since Norbit or whatever the fuck she was in. Well, I just felt like, and you know, interestingly <laughs> enough, ABC did a special last Thursday on mm-hmm. black women in Hollywood, and they interviewed Halle Berry, they interviewed mm-hmm. Tessa Thompson, mm-hmm. they interviewed sort of like, you know, they just covered sort of uh, more seasoned, they talked to Marla Gibson, they did a really okay. nice tribute for um, oh, Regina King. Yes. I love that. Oh. So, you know, they, they did acknowledging Regina. all of the Diane Carrolls and Mm-hmm. You know, all Diana Rosses, all mm-hmm. of the black women, uh, you know, Felicia, all Felicia Rashad, Debbie Allen, mm-hmm. all of the women who we have been watching mm-hmm. on on big screen and little screen over the years. And mm-hmm. Halle Berry mm-hmm. was talking about, um, you know, since she's like she's still 20 years ago it was 20 years ago when she won that Oscar was mm-hmm. the first black woman. Damn, that to, was 20 years. ago. Yes. And crazy. no black woman has won since. And so we, they were talking about sort of like what that means um, and sort of like her fight through her career. So she's transitioned, um, still acting, but, you know, with this uh, more recent, this movie on Netflix and some of the other projects mm-hmm. she's been doing, she's transitioning into directing. And, you know, I watched that and wondered if if Tandy started to kick up some mess because she was not invited to be a part, part of this. Well, bitch, why would you be? Why this? would you be invited? Why? You was in Norbit. Like, why would you be <laughs> invited to the party? <laughs> and I and 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 it and I didn't even have no issue with Tandy Newton before. Like, I didn't think about Tandy Newton. We didn't. You know what I'm saying? She was For years, no I thought the bitch name was Thandy. I did. I'm gonna be real honest with you. Same. But I watched that video, and I watched her get up there and shed those white women tears. I mean, that's what it gave me. And people kept, I mean, several people sent to me on Instagram in my DMs and sort of were asking my thoughts. And that's why I said, I was like, it's giving white women's tears. It's white women's tears. It's giving very I'm so sorry. I came from a black woman and I'm so sorry that that they don't pick the people who look like my mom. And I'm so sorry that I'm the chosen one. And I'm so sorry. Bitch, what? She lost me early on, but when I really was yes. finished with, with her was when she was talking about, I want to apologize to dark-skinned women for taking your roles. That was what I was, I was like, and what then are she you, said, what are you no, doing? No, 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 wait. No, no, wait. She said, I want to apologize for taking your roles and I want to apologize for taking your men. I said, wait a minute, Tandy. Wait, a, wait, now wait, what does that even mean? Wait one black ass minute, Tandy. Because. What does that mean? What does wh- that what mean? What are you trying to say here? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? What is going on? Taking your, you are giving full white woman. Full white woman. Taking so are you telling men. me that you're not I was like, black? Your men. That's what I'm saying. Like, are you saying you're that you black? don't identify as, so they're not our, like, help me understand, Tandy. What, what, what which one is it? Is it? It's not black love. Is that not what the what like? If what you mean? What does that mean? I just she wish, did lose me very early. She on, lose though. she lost very me very early, early but I was completely confused after she started talking about how you know black men choose her over, and I was just like, first of all, these things are not for 
First of all, let's true. be very clear. If you're aware, especially, that you're in relationship with a nigga who you know is fetishizing you for your skin color, and you know he wouldn't otherwise go date or go be with a woman who is darker is complected or, or be with somebody who look like his mother or whatever the case, if you know that, why would you want to be with a person like that? I really feel like, and I have been really struggling because, you know, you have to... Your identity matters in how you enter this conversation. Yeah, and there's yeah, such yeah. there's such <laughs> ignorance and misinformation on both sides, but I really mm-hmm. want to have I really want us to really get into a space where we can really have some productive conversation cuz I don't get think into it, it, y'all. anybody <laughs> is really handling the colorism conversation appropriately no, cuz it no. makes me think of basketball wives and the mess that they made. Okay? made a goddamn mess and we was looking i mean i was just waiting for somebody to call my phone so that i could say can we i mean i would like to i would like to facilitate a conversation because all of that i mean it was just i mean reeking of anti-blackness the way that they handled that but i think a lot of this rhetoric because there's so much ignorance around it it's Mm -hmm. just sort of perpetuating these lies a lot of this is just not true and we're thinking about this in really local ways and this is a a larger issue than personal preference right and and no one's really talking about that the Uh way that they should and it's like one of those things where if you don't know what to say you need to shut up because you're making things worse you're, ma- mm-hmm. you're not helping. You are not Tandy, girl. Nobody it, needed no apology from you. No, Nobody not at all. Anything, girl. You need to see a therapist. That video could have. That video could have literally never been made. This is what I'm ever, saying. In your you, life, there, these are things that you need to be working out with your therapist. People who are are charged with your emotional and mental health and well being. The internet does not need any. There are no. As a brown skin woman, I've never need. Tandy knew nor anybody like her to apologize to me. And as as um, and me, I don't feel the need to apologize to nobody. For what? Why am I doing that? That looks crazy. And why am I pitting us? And that's the thing. In this conversation, like you said, it hasn't been, it's divisive. It hasn't been addressed properly. And we see it come up in multiple forms. We saw it when uh, 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 Beyonce came out, brown skinned girl. And then all of a sudden, niggas were in a motherfucking uproar over nothing, over absolutely nothing. We saw it recently when we was watching the motherfucking, uh, what's that shit called? Um, uh, Love is Blind, Married at First. What is the, no, shit. Uh, um, first sight, love is no, blind, the, the, love. the one which one? Oh, 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 the, where, the love, one ready in to DC, love. Ready, ready to, to love. love, ready to love that the whole brown girl squad conversation and how the other ones felt all ch- I'm just the conversation is never handled appropriately, never, never handled never. appropriately. And I long for the day, well, let's do it that we can really hand like we got to get into it and, and ways, i think we can do it at getting grown we two opposite ends of the spectrum and, but still and that's what very I'm black I feel women like, and there have been times when i've been invited into conversations about colorism and have felt away because i've been invited by and i think okay so it's just so it's like we were talking about before things are more nuanced than just either or mm-hmm. um and Absolutely. so i feel like and many times when these situations are set up, there's not a balance in perspective 
um, that really that really positions us to have a really well-rounded, multifaceted conversation about what it means. So what I'm mm-hmm. saying is you can't have uh, a panel of, of six uh, black women who are all of the same color <laughs> and no. having this conversation. You can't have, no. you know, so, so and you can't have five, you know, dark-skinned person and one light-skinned person, one light-skinned person and five, you know, you, you have to... You have there has balance. to be balance. There has to be we have to think about this. And even there's going to be, there's not going to be any sort of group of people that are going to be able to get it all. But I do feel no. like we have to. I think we can we can really set it up so we can really talk about this in ways that move us forward and yes. and keep us out of this us versus them sort of thing yeah. because it is a it is it is classic divide and conquer or an us versus us yes. like that's what we we got to get out of that us versus us yes it's, it's classic divide and conquer cuz they mm-hmm. keep us hemmed up in mm-hmm. arguing over these little details while white folks are still all of the systems and structures that keep us that keep their foot on our necks are still in mm-hmm. place and we down here worried about these details that I don't want to well, say brown don't matter, skin girl was matter. not made for me because so you saying you're not brown you saying you're not a variation of you saying you're not a what are you saying right now what are you saying so yeah I think that is a very important gotta conversation she got it I'm, I'm She's praying for her to get some help I want her to get first uh, I'm praying for silence close her mouth God and then <laughs> I hope that she can get some understanding okay I, I was like at first i was about to be like no nah, i'm not praying and then you said praying for silence i can praying stand behind silence. that Close i can stand out. behind sometimes that. we yeah. have to pray that the lord will shut us up because we're not going to learn this is what my mama <laughs> used to say honey are you listening or are you talking because you can't do both you can't do both at you the same cannot time do both at the same listen time. cornbread cornbread told jasmine or whatever that girl's <laughs> name is on drag race last week she said if you if you're talking you're not listening Period. So, <laughs> That's what my mama used to tell me. You got to pick one. And my brother used to say, listening is a sign of intelligence. Okay. It is. Y'all it's a sign of strength. Okay. <laughs> dumb. And running your mouth. And I weak. mean, flapping your gums. Flippity flapping the gums. I told me, my father be like, you still running them jibs, huh? I mean, just a jibba, 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 jab. You still running them jibs, huh? Mm. Oh man, Tandy, yeah. Tandy I do pray for your up. silence. And shut I up. I pray now. for her silence. Yeah. She got to shut up. I'm praying for her silence. 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 Um, I I okay, so I actually wasn't aware of this okay. until I saw a thread on Twitter uh, by a young black woman. Um Damn, I wish I could find the damn thread. So, I didn't realize there was a Bill Cosby documentary coming out. I did see that commercial on somewhere. I don't remember where, but I did see that there is. Yes. Um, and I don't I don't know if I... I don't know. The young woman wrote a, a thread on Twitter about how if you are of a particular age she can understand how this documentary may need to be for you but it ain't for her she's like that ain't never been my tv daddy i wasn't raised on that nigga she was young i 
I I Cosby show don't mean shit to me. Right. I think it's boring. Okay. Um, you know, she just went into all of her personal reasons, which she has every right to, on why the documentary is not for her. And I have to I respect that means. anybody who came back with an argument or a response, her response stayed the same. Then, it, then the documentary must be for you. Go watch it. Then watch the documentary. Then it must right. be for you. Go watch it. These are my reasons why it's not for me. Um, but in reading that thread and some of the comments on it, uh, it just led me to just thinking about the, as we keep talking about how many things can be true at the same time mm-hmm. and how, um, how I, I don't, I've, I'm not with Bill Cosby's respectability politics, but I think it's okay to mourn a part of your childhood I while agree. also acknowledging that this person is a disgusting, wretched, vile creep. Right. Um, and so I also feel like people conflate mm-hmm. the fictional Cosby. Absolutely. That we grew up watching mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Bill Cosby, the individual. Absolutely. And so I do Absolutely. agree with you that um those those two truths coexist, right? And so mm-hmm. we can acknowledge that Bill Cosby's actions were deplorable and and disgusting mm-hmm. and wrong in every way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But the truth is that, you know, Thursdays at 8 o'clock, I was locked in <laughs> on that's the just, Cosby it's show. It's just what it was. That, um, it was a big part just, of my that's childhood. Just, that's the truth. And so, and so... Yeah, I, I get it. And I think folks who have the, you know, if that's not your experience, if that's, that's okay. not, you know, I, I, I get it. But but mm-hmm. I, I hope that the same respect that we extend to you in terms of letting you use the Internet as you see fit and sort of saying what you which what's on your heart and mind. You have to acknowledge that folks have a right not to see things that way. Absolutely. I mean, you know. I played Cosby show for Noah. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I grew up on it myself. Like you said, we were locked in and I can also recognize where the Cosby show had a lot of respectability politics that it did not. It was not a representation of my life whatsoever. Uh, And I think in those cases, it's an opportunity to use as a learning tool. Right. Absolutely. So it's like, also like, you know, it's about allowing Noah or just being able to not be completely off Put. I think mm-hmm. one of the challenges of our generation is, you know, with this whole cancel culture thing, like mm-hmm. I, th- I feel like we have gotten to the place where we are so we fully dissociate with things that we disagree with. And I think that you can have healthy boundaries and be clear about yeah. what you believe in without having to having to say F you if, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you disagree, mm-hmm. you know, I, I want us to be able to get to a place where we can just coexist right we can agree to disagree we can still be cordial we can still Mm -hmm. we we don't have to tear each other down and drag Mm -hmm. each other and and Mm -hmm. you know i just don't see it that way and it you know i don't either and um 
I, it doesn't need to be like that. And, you know, you collectively tear down Bill Cosby. Talk about him. Hey. But, you, you know, don't. <laughs> like, we all for it. There's so many <laughs> but, receipts and so much truth that we, we, so like, much. we can't disagree. But also, there's also truth that a lot of people grew up on Fat Albert. A lot of people grew up on Cosby Show. A lot of people grew up on Different World or, you know, in different things. Hell, uh, some other people, not myself, grew up on his fucking comedy albums. You know what did I'm not. saying? So I did not at all. And I was not with those whatsoever well i don't but, remember them they were sort of a they were like you know a little bit before my time okay um, not something that you know i listened to or we listened to like that in my house so it wasn't like you know but the but the yeah. same time i don't know i i just i don't want people to, i'm we not caping by any means. hell we're no. not caping for <laughs> Bill hell no by any stretch of the imagination no we're talking about the nuance of understanding that it's okay to to acknowledge feelings of loss and it's not in the same way of like a death or whatever but these are feelings of your childhood mm-hmm. right we have it, we have many memories of childhood sitting around watching the cosby show mm-hmm. um and it is okay to acknowledge that and still acknowledge that this person as a person mm-hmm. is a disgusting person. And it's also, you know, and that, you, that you're not going to have those same memories and you may not be able to sit down and watch that TV show anymore. And you're sad about that. And I think that's the conversation more so that I wanted to present to you as opposed to ain't, no, ain't nobody caping for Bill Cosby around here. Nobody. Um <sighs> So, Indie Irie released a video. Oh, yes, she did. Um, and, you know, we have, uh, I'm not going to speak for both of us. There are thoughts around India Irie yes. <laughs> as okay. a person. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, <laughs> speak for yourself. <laughs> Because I do not wholeheartedly <laughs> share the, the I know. vehement disdain that you have. <laughs> well, it comes my comes from a place of loyalty for how she did my friend years ago. Fair. Our friend years ago. Uh, where she was just not nice at Absolutely all. But anyway, fair. I digress. Um, she did make very valid points very recently uh, in a released video. So before that video came out, you know, there was this there was this uproar about Joe Rogan, um, former host of Fear Factor and <laughs> podcast host, Spotify exclusive <laughs> podcast host. Uh, and Joe Rogan, and the uproar was about his um, various interviews that he was holding on his show around uh, vaccine mandates and vaccines and varying opinions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess there was some anti-vax opinions and, you know, different people who had different things he was having conversations with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the whites got upset. Joni Mitchell and and Neil Diamond and all of them said, take my music <laughs> off of Spotify. This is stunning. This is irresponsible. <laughs> and you know what? Cool. You know, y'all do what you want. Indie Irie came through and said, skirt, take my music down to everybody. Like, oh, shit. Okay. All right. And she goes, oh, skirt, skirt, niggas. She said, I didn't say I wanted my music taken said, down off of these vaccine mandates. Clear. Let's just roll that beautiful B footage. Said, I am not here. Okay. 
about no vaccine. I don't get that ain't that ain't my bag. That's not the bag that I'm carrying today. <laughs> no. She's like, but let me let you hold this duffel let that me I'm just that's in my make back you pocket. all aware. And there was a compilation video I of mean, Joe Rogan real. sitting up on that Spotify exclusive podcast. I mean, just uttering the word nigga just 382 times. I mean, no less than 45,000 times. No less than me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he just a, I mean, a nigga here. A nigga, 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 nigga. I mean, just a going off. I was like, you think you Jade? Like, what's going on right now? And I was stunned. I'm like, and I it was baffled the, by how. And then he came talked. So then, of course, okay. So the the you know before before India releases this video, Spotify chairman steps up and puts his dick on the table and says, "I'm not here to monitor nobody's and to control nobody's words." Okay. And Spotify stands behind free speech Go and. Ahead. You know, and the India Irie came through said breaking news, and it was literally the compilation video. And I have not heard anything from Spotify yet no, <laughs> around not that. Said anything as far as I, as far as I've seen, Joe Rogan came forward with a quote unquote apology. Um, I ain't reading that. About how all of, which was not an apology, which is I why we use a heavy to quote have a conversation about the qualities and characteristics of an actual apology of what an apology is the people i think that should be a whole kitchen table that talk, should be a thing. honestly because that wasn't an apology that what that was is uh, that was not even accountability this nigga sat up here and basically explained white explained how all of those niggas that we saw and those planet of the apes comments and all of that were were out of context and because we did, and then, and then he does the whitest shit you can do outside of killing someone. Oh. He, <laughs> what? That's what they've been doing for years, Jesus. pillaging. Um, he comes through and he says, he uses niggas as an example for why he said niggas. Well, all of these quotes were taken out of context. A lot of these were references to Red Fox stand-ups and Richard Pryor conversations and blah, 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 blah. And it was like, oh, so you gonna blame niggas for you saying nigga? It's rich. That's what you're doing? And you're trying to you're trying to cover it under this guise of an apology, hoping that people accept whatever this blanket umbrella bullshit is that you got? You got it, white man. Can't wait for all of the things to happen to you that you deserve. And I, whatever that is, it's not my it's not my call. But whatever, you, I hope you get what you deserve. So, um, yeah, that so, was that. Speaking of um, inadequate apologies, mm. are you familiar with the um, with the? Uh, <coughs> comedian Aquafina. Yeah, yeah, I know who she is. She's been in Crazy Rich Asians. Mm-hmm. I don't like how she talked. Yes, yeah, so there's been lots of people have been given lot, lots of controversy, lots of buzz around her usage of this black scent, right? Mm-hmm. And after This young Miami and I came to get my cash up. And all that. Yeah, <laughs> African-American vernacular English and all mm-hmm. of these things. And so... 
um, <clears throat> several people have been, you know, asking her about that, holding her accountable, highlighting how problematic it is for her to sort of do this. And she issued this very, you know how, you know how mm-hmm. the celebrities like to do the iOS press conference. Mm-hmm. They, iOS press real. Mm-hmm. They be doing, they just screenshot the notes app and post mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And and she talked a lot and she used, I mean, Jay, it was four slides of so many words. Hold on. Let me look. Cause them, cause them, cause them iOS press releases be f- full of shit like the and toilet what, that they were written on. And we've been talking, uh, we've talked about this before because I, this is the day when I long for, um, you know, this is how we know that like PR and publicists, like people don't really have teams anymore. People who can make, you know, statements on their behalf. Um, but, uh, even this name, Aquafina, in the way it's spelled, way it like spelled. all so of it. I just what she was saying was she wrote a lot of words and she gave a lot of context around why the black, uh, you know, um, there's so much historical context around the African American community in this country, and she talked about how African Americans have been, uh, you know, subjected and exploited and appropriated. A lot of their culture has been stolen by the dominant culture. And, you know, she talked about all of that. And then at the end of it, she was just like to mock or belittle anybody mm-hmm. is not my Looking nature. It never has been. It never was. So if y'all think that I'm if I'm doing if y'all think what I'm doing is making fun of black people, that's not my that's not what this is. Like, I know what it is to misappropriate and to mock black people, but that's mm-hmm. not what I'm doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, mm-hmm. you know, she wants to talk about. You know, she, she said particularly, I'll quote this. I think as a group, Asian Americans are still trying to figure out what that journey means for them. Meaning the journey, um, you know, the, this journey through, uh, you know, American race relations, racism, and understanding the history that. Mm-hmm. about that. Um, what it means for them, what is correct and where they do and don't belong. And though I'm still learning and doing that personal work, I know for sure that I want to spend the rest of my career doing nothing but uplifting our communities. We do this first by failing, learning, acknowledging, hearing, empathizing, and I will continue tirelessly to do just that. It was fascinating to me that she, this in this apology, she said that she learns by failing, learning, acknowledging, hearing, and empathizing. None of those words mean apologizing. None of, no. none, none of that actually mm-hmm. equals accountability or an acknowledgement that what I have been doing is wrong and mm-hmm. I need to stop. Um, And so... uh. I don't know. I I just, I just, I just, I just feel like there's been lots of reactions. People have been wondering why it took her so long to say this. And then when she did speak, this was really like half ass in the way of apologies. So, you know, I mean, she's not really sorry for nothing. She's just, she's just sorry that people are calling her out for what they don't like about her. That's what she's sorry for. Yeah. And I mean, and I, I can't say, I don't, I don't, you know, I just don't like it. I personally, I don't like it. I can't say that the girls blatantly like said nigger or anything like that, but I still don't like it. Well, because it is a it is a mockery, and it's the same shit with Cynthia Cynthia Revo and all and everybody else who want to come through and make fun of and have words about black Americans and and black American culture Mm. and how ghetto it is, but then want to emulate it. Don't get me. And I'm not sitting up here. I'm not saying it's the best. 
I don't think anything is the best, but don't talk shit about it and then try to emulate it. Don't do that. And that's what y'all do. Everybody want to be a nigga, but don't nobody want to be a nigga. And niggas are so, I mean, people, people are so, um, people are so, I, I think what it, my issue is the way in, in, in which people sort of take on and take off their marginalization. there's this there's Mm -hmm. all of this talk you know everybody want to be black but then there's also all of this talk about there's this distancing and distinguishing Mm -hmm. like okay i'm not black i'm this i'm you know and so what what i i do not what i do not um appreciate is you know it's almost like you know she started this off talking about the dominant culture but never acknowledged her proximity (sighs) to it and i'm not saying Mm. that she is privileged like white privileged but there is mm-hmm. you know there's a there's a, a spectrum here there's Absolutely. a continuum Absolutely. and i think you know there are ways in which non-black people of color can be blind to their uh tendency to sort of perpetuate and promote anti-blackness mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and then when they're called on the carpet they want to point back at white folks and and it's all and like you know i don't know how i got in this and it's like well 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 girl let me tell you no and you got to acknowledge and you've got to be honest and truthful but they don't do that they don't do that because they don't want to have those conversations and, and um, of course this girl all these white people were in this girl's comments telling her that she don't have nothing to apologize about of course they were giving her kudos and all of this and that and just like tandy newton all she did was like all the white folks' comments. Right? Of course. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for understanding. But when people was actually, you know, telling her, this is not an apology. This is a diary entry. <laughs> you need to get your life together. It's not. Because I guarantee you go put on an asymmetrical, you know, blonde bob and walk around and portray a Karen, whatever, and some white women get offended and start speaking up, then then how are you going to act? It's true. What you going to do with that? It is true. You're going to give a direct apology. Stop it. And I saw this, uh, I don't, I think maybe it was, I can't remember whose page it was, but it was a thread of a bunch of different ones, different, different white people with their variations of uh, AAVE, whether it be song lyrics or, or uh, quotes, or it was one girl who was like, just accept it, mama. Yo, you got a ghetto ass white daughter. Like it was just a bunch of that. And somebody brought out a good point. They were like, notice how, look at how white white people, when they choose to use AAVE, they all put this this very similar accent on, right? Everybody mm-hmm. wants to sound like a motherfucking city girl. <laughs> the black scent. But if you take a real look at blacks throughout America, we don't all sound the same. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's like you, you all put on this trope of what you think we supposed to sound like because you think that shit is cute. But you don't... I just don't. I have it's it's a whole big conversation because there's people out there working with niggas and making money off niggas, but y'all don't ever speak up Lord about what mercy. goes on don't get with socially. Don't <laughs> anyway. Uh, Let's move forward, please. Was there any other trash that you wanted to throw in, or was that it was just that um, Aquafina, which is also a nasty bottled water? So why would you choose that of all of them? <laughs> It's very telling. It is very. I mean, she I mean, this glorified tap water. You want to name yourself after that? God bless. Just like Dasani, tastes like what? Other people's water. (laughs) No, I think that's all. I think that's all. Oh wait, quickly, something happened with Whoopi. Oh yes, we need to talk about Whoopi. Whoopi 
Whoopi made some comments about about um, Jewish people on The View. Mm-hmm. Or she made a comment about the Holocaust. Okay. And I don't remember. I can look it up. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly verbatim what she said, but her comments um, were uh, sort of talking about what the Holocaust was about. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I'm quoting very loosely here, so please, y'all don't come for me. <laughs> but... From what I understand, Whoopi says something about the Holocaust not being about racism, but by one man's sort of bias and hatred toward a particular group of people. But that's true. So I think that what we understand, right, in terms of looking at racism as an institution, as a system Mm -hmm. of oppression... There are some, there are, I guess I see what, what she's saying. I do feel like the way that she framed it, I can see how Jewish people would be off put by that because of all of the things that they've had to endure. The Holocaust, you know, mm-hmm, it started mm-hmm. off and originated with sort of Hitler's own prejudice, but it did Absolutely. result into a, a sort of a systemic marginalization, erasure, a genocide, so to speak. So that's I do, what I was, yeah, right. that's what I was so, speaking so to because it was like, gays and everybody yeah, else who was thrown in. I feel like it's sort of, you know, we're talking about how it originated with prejudice, but it progressed into a much mm-hmm. more, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, larger terrible, hate. larger and mm-hmm. terrible mm-hmm. entity. And so I do feel like. She could have framed it much better, said it much better. Either way, Whoopi owned it. She heard, you know, when, when she when 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 the criticism and people started getting the backlash from it. Oh, uh, Whoopi owned it immediately and said, "I apologize." And her apology, and you know, interestingly enough, in Aquafina's comments. People were leaving her screenshots of Whoopi's apology. Like, this is how you apologize, girl. (laughs) So uh, this is how you do it. Um, And I don't I don't have Whoopi's apology in front of me, but there was absolute acknowledgement of wrong. There was contrition and regret. I should not have said this. I I have learned. I, I now understand why this was problematic for me to say. And I take full ownership and I won't say it again. So it, it was along those along those lines. She talked about how supportive this community has been to her. And she was out of line for saying something. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. didn't make excuses. She didn't try to say, well, I meant this. She just owned it straight up. But you got to respect. Interestingly enough, I don't feel like Oprah's comments were any more inflammatory or problematic than anything Megan McCain has said over the years mm-hmm. of her tenure. But either way you slice it, view the view, um, you know, their disciplinary course of action was to suspend Whoopi for two weeks. Yeah, that's what I so that's what I saw. And then I saw that there was a bit of um yeah, a because bit of uh, white folks get on TV can say whatever they want. They don't get and that's spin. so and that's what I, that's the argument I was seeing was that well there have been a number of I mean, inflammatory many times comments Megan has said of horrible things. Horrible awful and things. never apologized. No, and still doesn't have to. Um so I think the suspension around the suspension that the conversation around that that's not right. You know, it's especially not, if somebody's again, taking accountability this is how we see this is another example of sort of the ways the institutions are mm-hmm. unfair and unequitable. Um, and so, you know, it's just a, it's just another common contemporary current manifestation of how racism exists all the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, down here in the ghetto, all the way up to the view child. 
Absolutely. <laughs> it's the same Absolutely. streets. Um, I need to find her specific uh, comments. I didn't, I couldn't find the specific. I hope that um, I did. I did a good job of sort of trying to summarize it. I didn't have it in front of me. I'm sure if I missed something, said something wrong, y'all will tell me, but that was not my, you know, I apologize if, if, if I did mess it up, but that's how well, I no, remember you, you, it. You said you tried to, you, you tried, you, you didn't say it was a direct quote, so yeah. I don't know how anybody can come for you. And when you said and me agreeing, I'm not trying to be anti-Semitic. I was being factual. Mm-hmm. I, I know the Holocaust to involve many different marginalized groups, mm-hmm. obviously uh, Jewish people being of the largest who were affected uh, by such. So that's not any denial of that. Um, whatsoever i just i don't think it's right when megan mccain and many other individuals have I gotten mean, Donald the kids, and said all the people wild inflammatory and say, things and I mean, nobody is ever nobody has ever lost a, a, they ne- missed a beat mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so i think that's kind of i don't like that i don't like it but you know who am i um shall we venture out of this trash and move into a shout out yes please release us from these this trash, please. These ghetto streets. Ghetto street. My sister's popping right now, like. All right, we're going to do a listener shout-out today for a shout-out to my sis. Yeah. And they write, what's what's up? What's popping, Jaden Kia? A GGB here to shout-out my sis. Hey. My mama. Oh, Kim Gamble. She's part of an amazing team that has put together a symposium for Parkinson's disease, specifically targeting those in the African-American community living with Parkinson's disease. More on that later. But first, a little humble brag on my mama. She's been working with Parkinson's patients since 2005, I believe. She was integral in building the program up at Wake Forest Baptist Medical Center in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, as the movement disorder coordinator. He says she's amazing. Um, She's working alongside a team of three or four numerologists. Uh, She'd vet patients to see if they were a good candidate for deep brain stimulation and explain everything and really walk them through the entire process, literally going into the OR with the patients and then circling back weeks and months and years later to see how they're doing after the surgery. She's put together a number of support groups and would invite local yoga instructors to share additional practices to add to their general wellness post-surgery. There's just a lot that that his mother would do in order to make sure that her patients were at their best. I simply couldn't do her justice in this email, but the impact has been very real. And from Baptist, she was plucked to go to Mission Hospital in Asheville, North Carolina, and build up the program there and eventually asked down to Charlotte to join the team at Atrium Health, where she is currently. So she's currently serving on the board of Parkinson's Foundation Carolina chapter as the chair of underserved committee. Um, It's in this role that she and the rest of the team at the Parkinson's Foundation has put together the symposium for Parkinson's disease in the African-American community, taking place virtually for free this Saturday, February 12th, where they will be discussing the early signs of Parkinson's disease the importance of early detection, getting an accurate diagnosis, treatment, and early intervention, um, exploring how faith and spirituality play a role in the way communities and individuals approach their health and healing. And they put together a great list of speakers and presenters. And he's just so proud of his mother and her whole entire team. Aww. So we're shouting out Kim. Um, so he's, your son is super proud of you Yay. for everything that has come your way. And he's, 
loves watching the impact that you have on people's lives. We love and to so see it too, Mama Kim. We love it. And shout out to you, Jamar, for, for writing in and really recognizing the woman that your mother is. It's not often that you get to hear from the kids on how they see their, their parents as humans. I love it. Um, and I think that is so beautiful. And I saw that email and I said, we absolutely, absolutely must, must, must read. I don't know if this is open, Jamar, but if that symposium is open, please let us know um, so that we can put the link in the description box. If it's not, ignore everything I just said. Uh, and, and so we just want to shout out Mama Kim and shout out to you, Jamar, for writing in. Thank you so much. I love it. Um, let's move on to our kitchen table talk. Let's do it. This podcast is supported by MJ, the new Broadway musical that, according to critics, is taking Manhattan with hurricane force. MJ is all about the one and only Michael Jackson and the reviews are off the charts. The Chicago Tribune calls it an eye-popping rush of adrenaline. And Rolling Stone says, it's exhilarating. You'll leave the theater on a high. The creative teams are some major theater and music heavyweights, including two-time Pulitzer Prize-winning playwright Lynn Nottage and Rich and Tone Talawega, who danced with Michael himself. So it's no surprise that critics are calling this the best dancing on Broadway. And wait until I tell you about the music. Variety says MJ is packed with nearly 40 hits from Michael Jackson's irresistible catalog and delivers one rousing number after another. It had the entire theater rocking, according to the Amsterdam News. The New York Times says MJ delivers the thrill. If you're thinking about getting tickets, trust me, do it now. Visit MJTheMusical.com right now to learn more. That's MJTheMusical.com. This Black History Month, as we reflect on trailblazing historical figures, LinkedIn is also celebrating those working to build a better tomorrow. That's why they're sharing the journeys of Black entrepreneurs who started with a vision and then, inspired and championed by the communities around them, they became success stories that inspire us all. People like Jason Maiden, founder of the sneaker company Super Heroic, who was first inspired as a kid after seeing a pair of stylish sneakers. He felt like they could give him superpowers. That's the feeling he hopes all kids have when they wear his shoes. Or Yalitza Jean Charles, founder of Healthy Roots Dolls, whose passion sparked when she noticed none of the dolls she saw looked like her. So she created some, not just for her, but for everyone who's felt overlooked. Join the conversations happening on LinkedIn this month to share how you or those in your community are doing the same. LinkedIn, welcome professionals. You know, it is Black History Month, but we celebrate blackness and all things black culture, black history all year around every chance our black behinds mm-hmm. get. And so mm-hmm. in keeping with that, um, I wanted to sort of blow the dust off or sort of reimagine, blow some new life, breathe some new life into a topic that we've had. Uh, so in mm-hmm. 2018 or so, we did a show um, about, you know, black women superheroes and, and what, uh, if, we, if we could be a superhero, what would we be? What would our superpower be? So I wanted to sort of- Yes, I forgot about that. I want to revisit that. And just from the perspective of sort of celebrating uh, what it means to be a black woman, um, highlighting some of the black women that have been most influential to us as individuals and, you know, what sort of inspires us about the skin that we are in. I did find um, a quiz that Global Grind put together around Women's History Month that uh, I thought was kind of interesting. If you answer maybe four or five questions, it'll tell you which 
black women in history you are most like. Um, okay. I took it a little bit earlier, but I was going to go through it with you. Okay, let's do I it. Thought that, <laughs> that will be fun. Let's do that. All right. So if you were an adult during the civil rights era, what would your occupation be? Actress, singer, politician, or author? Civil rights era. Actress, singer, politician, or writer? Author, yeah. Author, writer. Um, During the civil, civil rights, rights era. era. So I'm guessing like the 50s, 60s. I would probably be an actress. And the only reason I say that is I don't want to be a politician, but it's civil rights era. And I know myself now, you know what I'm saying? Your girl would have been a Sada with it. You know what I'm saying? So real Angela Davis on them. Um, so, so I would have been able to use that platform, that platform mm-hmm. in order to speak on uh, the very pertinent things that were going on in society at the time. Okay, perfect. So I'm going to read you four quotes about beauty, and I want you to pick the one that I think, I guess, resonates the most with you. Okay. Quote number one, the kind of beauty I want most is the hard to get kind that comes from within strength, courage, dignity. Quote number two, to me, we are the most beautiful creatures in the whole world, black people. And I mean that in every sense, outside and inside. Quote three, give light and people will find the way. Quote four, we must reject not only the stereotypes that others hold of us, but also the stereotypes that we hold of ourselves. Read the first one one more time for me. The kind of beauty I want is the most hard to get kind that comes from within. Strength, courage, dignity. Probably quote number two. To me, we are the most beautiful creatures in the world, black people. And I mean that in every sense, outside and inside. Yes. All right. Without question. What do you want your legacy to be? A, the work you leave behind. B, your ability to fearlessly fight for the cause. C, the barriers that you've broken. Or D, the change you inspired in the world. Mm. The work you leave behind your ability to fearlessly fight for the cause, the barriers you've broken, or the change that you've inspired in the world? Probably the barriers I've broken, whether that be barriers for myself, my family, my generation, my lineage, whatever. Probably that one. Pick a time to be alive, and there are decades here. What a time. What a time. (laughs) So early 1900s, the 1920s, the 1930s, or the 1940s. Yuck, 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 and yeah, yuck. Yeah, I was like, these but, options uh, are triggity trash, but we're wow. just going to deal with it. Well, I guess we're going to go with the 40s because yeah. what I will never do is choose to live in another pandemic. I said um, the same. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that this is so been, true. But... You got, you got, <laughs> this is yours. Okay, your answer, the black woman that you are most, uh, that you are most like or the, the whose qualities that you, you, you um, carry. This makes all the sense. You got Nina Simone. <laughs> so I shot him. <laughs> you got Nina Simone. 
Oh, wow. it doesn't get much more iconic than Miss Simone. No, it legendary doesn't. Legendary jazz and blues singer. Although she never had a number one record on the charts, her music to, was made to address social injustice against black people all over the world and has kept her legacy alive for longer than most of us have been on this earth. She's my father's favorite female singer of all time. Yes, Nina Simone. And, you know, not... Not just for, not for her voice, but you know, just in in general, that's just who he who he loves. All right, she got you know Nina got some issues, but Nina's been through some things. She has been through some things. She's been through some things. I'm not mad at it. Okay, what were the other options though? Um, I don't know. Just which out of curiosity, one I got. I'll tell you which one I got, but I don't know which what options are available. Oh, okay. But Who'd I got do? Shirley Chisholm. <laughs> <laughs> Which fitting I, <laughs> if why would, are these so fitting out of the congress it would be me it would be shirley <laughs> chisholm <laughs> takia robinson period <laughs> shirley said problem i am so curious to know who the other options were i don't know the quiz is not set up to where they give you sort of like what options are available they just tell you who you got at the end. At the end. But I think, wow. I mean, I think, um, <laughs> we should take it with and use all the quotes we did use and see who, I know. who comes up. <laughs> but I think, you know, I thought it was, it was cool, right? Because it, we, yeah. we hear about these, uh, sort of names, these figures in black history that we, that we have heard, uh, sort of throughout our lives. But I'm curious to know, when did you, do you remember when? Well, I guess before I ask that, what about what about being a black woman inspires you, Jade? Man, we can do everything. We can do. <laughs> we can everything. do everything. Not each individual, but collectively, we can do everything. Mm-hmm. We're we're genius in so many ways with so many things. We're so innovative, so creative. We have um, incredible taste palettes and incredible taste palettes okay Mm -hmm. fashions Mm -hmm. and we're intelligent we're multifaceted we're emotional we feel things we're funny as fuck yeah we're we're just oh we're just amazing (laughs) we're just amazing have you always i mean i speak well i I would say the same many many things i think and i asked i asked twitter because you know that's sort of what i do all the time but sort of like what 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 do y'all love about being black women what is it? So many awesome mm-hmm. responses. Um, somebody said the way that we love, which I thought was beautiful. Mm. Our strength, we may bend, uh, but we don't crack or break. Um, let's see. The unspoken connection to other black women, the sisterhood mm. is unmatched. Mm. The community, the it's village. A, yes, it's, it's support and, and protection. It's the support and protection of each other. Also, our mm-hmm. energy, it changes rooms. It moves mountains. Mm. Ooh-hoo. Nothing like being a black Chills woman. Chills through the body. I know. That's from at 1913. Um, let me see. Uh, a Delta. <laughs> right. At <laughs> Vibria Lynn. Um, see, I see you, queen. Exactly. Uh, see, uh, at, at Dancing Elf 88 said, the humor, the ability to get a point across with just a face, the way we mm. go up for each other, the mm. special way we hype people up. Mm-hmm. Um, at Sister special. Noel says the first things that comes to mind is our natural swag. Ooh. Um, as a collective, we are smart and beautiful effortlessly. Who else can say that? Nobody. <laughs> mm. The di- I love the diversity. 
I love the diversity of us. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I, th- yes. I just, I, th- I love, and that's why I think going back to our conversation earlier uh, on colorism, it really just disappoints me and it really yes. makes me sad because I think, I think the ranges of who we are just speaks to the ranges of who we are as people. This. And so, and, and it's, it's a manifestation mm-hmm. through just the various skin tones and hair types and body types mm-hmm. and all types of features that we hold. And instead of looking at it as a beautiful rainbow uh, that, that puts together this unified, gorgeous brown hue, mm-hmm. because, okay, who does an earth tone better? I mean, who does <laughs> you know any tone better? Period. Who does any tone better? But instead, we focus on these things that are not important, and we focus on these things that have been limiting, that have been put in place yes. to divide us, and we don't even recognize that aspect of it. And so, they're yeah. extremely limited ways. Yeah, um, extremely limited ways that we've been sort of socialized to look at each other, to view each other, um, and Absolutely. you know, colorism being one manifestation of that. But there's such yeah. a wide range body types, heterogeneity, all, a diversity, yes, of, yes, of all of the things that is like that make us make us black women, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Toya responded. She was like, you know, we have a swag, we have a rhythm. There's a rhythm to being a black woman. There is, um, and many people try to duplicate it, but they cannot. Uh, at Deborah's child says our style, our creativity, our brilliance, our variety, our boldness, our beauty, Mm -hmm. our love, our comfort, our tenacity, our determination to find ways to thrive. Mm -hmm. Um, I am Rebecca Rose says our bodies, our swag, (coughs) our style. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see the connection to other black women, our hair, our ingenuity, Mm -hmm. our care, our compassion, uh, at love yours too. This is my one of my favorites. It's a special type of intuition that we have. Ooh. Ooh. Always ahead of the invention. Mm-hmm. Yes. Always can find a way to do something a little bit more efficiently, a little Absolutely. bit more cost effectively. There's just Absolutely. something in us that we know how to sh- we know how to make it work. I want to see. There was a lot of people. A lot of people talking about our our ability to wear literally any color we want. Absolutely. Um, Jewel tones. Let me tell y'all something. It hits in every capacity. I mean, period. <laughs> um, at Ariel was here says, I love how we can com- can be completely different people <laughs> during the yes. week. Uh, yes. You know, we can we can style ourselves and be completely different people. Um, and so she said, when black women boost each other, honey, we boost. <laughs> boost boots honey let me tell you something yes. that hair that hair is hairing out yes. there girl. you better wear that style I mean, there's out there just, there's just a way that we affirm each other I've said yeah. this many times when a, when a black woman gives you a compliment you can feel like you can do anything because it's from the soul man and it's, something, it's, and like, it's, it's sincere yeah. one of the things that I love that I wrote down is that um, one thing about black people you mentioned it. Is that we gonna laugh? Okay. Let me tell you something. At the most inappropriate. And I feel like <laughs> what I love about that is that you know I feel like finding humor has been a way that we have managed and survived such horrible hardship. Like we have been through such terrible things, but yeah. we can find a way to find joy. Absolutely. Um, and and entertain ourselves even in the most terrible Absolutely. of circumstances. Absolutely. And I and I love that. Another thing that I love about being a black woman is our commitment to cleanliness. Black women value 
cleanliness like in no a other. way that I, I don't know that other groups do. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that from a place of judgment. It is ignorance. I don't know. Oh, no. But it has no. been my experience in, in my few, in, in, you know, my short life and the things that I've experienced in this world. I feel like there's a level of clean that, that comes. Different. And let me tell you, it's across the diaspora because oh, for sure. our, our Afro-Latino sisters, our for like sure. it's across the diaspora. Let me tell you something, because you're going to walk up in the house, it's going to smell like lemon and mistoline, and, and you're going to know that everything is okay. <laughs> it's, it's just a right. safety. It's like we value cleanliness in a way. And I think one of the things that I am enjoying and really stepping into the older I get is our cliches. Black people... <laughs> We got a way. We can turn a we phrase, do. Jack. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. oh, and mm-hmm. it don't even have to be saying much of nothing, but no. you just say it in a way where Ooh, it's just full like. Tickle the hound dog. My God. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Because if the dog, if, if you throw a rock into a pack of dogs, the one that's hit is going to holler. It's going to holler. And that's just the bottom line. <laughs> Okay. My grandfather's favorite one. The world is a hospital and everybody in it is sick. My grandfather <laughs> used to say that about the church. You know, the church is a hospital for the sick. The people that are there are there for healing. That's what my grandfather said about the world. They're there for healing. And that is just the truth. Okay. I don't do. Have we do have a nothing. we have a way about ourselves that I just and it's not to put down anybody else, but I I and I love lifting us up and I love appreciating and stepping back and and ex- expressing gratitude for where I come from for and sure what I'm a part of and I I heard you kind of ask it earlier um, about be, when did I. You know, yeah, I was really, too, like, um, was there a specific experience or what? You know, uh, like a for time myself, you no. your eyes and was like, yo, this is lit. <laughs> I, th- I, you know, in all honesty, I can't say that I can remember that because I have always been black. True. Like, I have always been very culturally American, black American. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it is a part of my framework, it is a part of my foundation. And I don't know any other way to be. And so I don't I don't know if I've really had a moment where I'm like, man, this is great because I've always been in it. Yeah. It's like when you you have certain privilege, rich kids grow up rich and they don't really understand what that looks like until they have to, you know, suffer a little circumstance or they mm-hmm. go are able to to zone out and look at other people's lives who don't have those same privileges. And I I view this as a privilege. You know what I'm saying to me personally. And I think I guess maybe as a grown stepping back and really like looking at the magic of black people and really recognizing the magic of what we have. But I have to say as a as a youth, because I've always been in it, it's always been beautiful to me. For sure. Every aspect of it. And I ain't never wanted to be nothing else. I've never wanted to be anything else. Like that is absolutely clear. I I do remember so I think I was talking to another friend about this earlier. Um, I think growing growing up, well, I would say this. I think that there is, um, I think there's great value. Like people who who are, I think it's a privilege to be able to grow up in places that are um, unequivocally black. Mm-hmm. And, and I say, that I say that. So black. not only families, but also sort of like being mm-hmm. steeped. Mm-hmm. in in communities mm-hmm. of of uh of color and so i will say that i believe that people who grew up 
in DC, like DC sort of being mm-hmm. like the conventional chocolate city mm-hmm. and it being just a very black experience, a black town. Mm-hmm. I live like living in PG County now is like the blackest county I've ever <laughs> experienced. <laughs> and I, I think there's just certain things that, that, um, are sort of commonplace here that, mm-hmm. you know, people don't even, I think some people who've sort of been in it all their lives, they may even take that for granted, but like not mm-hmm. having that, like going into the Wegmans and they're playing Luther Vandross and not just you, but everybody in there is it's like, just different. It's I mean, just different. we are all just a snapping and scooting. It's like going to the food town on and Brooklyn and, <laughs> exactly. and Fulton. It's like, you know, that you know, it's going to hit. <laughs> exactly. But there are, there are just, there are spaces. And so I say that to say, I was talking to a friend earlier today, about you know by virtue of growing up in this area you know Mm -hmm. he had all black teachers in elementary school and i was like you don't know how much of a gift that is that's a that is that that is is a gift and a privilege you you don't really know that's something that you probably need to lift your hands and tell god Mm -hmm. thank you for because there's so many of us who did not have that experience i can and i sat there today and counted i think throughout my entire Secondary education from kindergarten to 12th grade, I probably have four black teachers. And I remember my first black teacher was Miss Hamilton. She was my social studies teacher in the sixth mm-hmm. grade. And I mm-hmm. remember that being my one. I remember being in class and watching her and just thinking that she was magical and amazing. Like, mm-hmm. And of mm-hmm. course, I had my mom and my grandmother. So I was not, you know, at a loss for having, you know, awesome dope black women around me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but, being, but just seeing Miss Hamilton in that space and, and knowing that, you know, you know, she was so secure and in and who she was. She mm-hmm. didn't compromise any of that. And her mm-hmm. teaching was informed by that identity. And it was yeah. not something that she, you know, and I, I mean, even as a sixth grader, I knew very early that, you know, it was certain, certain things we didn't talk about at school, but it was yeah. until we got to Miss Hamilton's class that was one of the moments where it was like, wow, right? Yeah. Wow. And I remember her and I think of her often because I think she was one of my first examples of, you know, leadership in the educational space and just being fully black. I mean, she, she had really thick black hair and she had a skunk. Like she had a just yes. a, a, a gray streak in the front. Oh, I love it. And it was so like distinct. And she had really thick hair and she had, you know, she would, her nails and her clothes was always together. And she would just sort of like, she just sort of carry herself in a way. And I just thought Miss Hamilton was everything. And yeah. that was one of the first times that I can remember like, yo, being a black woman is dope. Like, there's nothing and like black it ever. teachers, I'm not going to say everybody, but like you're you're right. It hits different because as I'm thinking about my own educational journey, I'm like, man, I really didn't have as many black I teachers didn't have as any, I, I didn't have I went Because I think to myself, well, I went to black schools or I lived in black neighborhoods. Sometimes, the, you know, depending upon where we live, it was sometimes diverse schools, diverse programs and things like that. But uh, for the most part, it's always been very black neighborhoods, very black schools, but not... Not on the not on the teaching level, mm-hmm. but I had Miss Wheeler in eighth grade, and Miss Wheeler was just different. Mm-hmm. The way that she spoke to me was different. Mm-hmm. The way that she dealt with me was different, because it did have that um, extra essence and layer of care mm-hmm. um, that you didn't otherwise feel from other teachers. And I can't say I've never felt it from a teacher, 
but it just hit very differently coming from a black woman For sure. or even in uh because i've because i have you know how i have gone all across the board in the corporate space mm-hmm. um and been a part of every occupation known to man it was always something different too about having black woman supervisors Same. or leaders for the most part um that would hit very differently um than you know their other counterparts so yeah that has been something that has like really guided my trajectory no what what do you love about being a black girl um my hair my skin oh my lips my My eyes and just everything about me Everything yeah. about you. That's right. Oh, no. I love it. She had a mouthful of spinach. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. I yeah, love it. We, I want her to be proud to be a no, black that's girl. So, that's and that's important. so true. I think it's so important, right? And I think, like I was saying, I think it, it um, like having, I knew very early, maybe it was because of the way that high school was for me and college was for me. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I knew that I wasn't going to make it unless I, I was able to get around, get some community with some other black women. I needed black women mm-hmm. to show me how to be a black woman in these spaces mm-hmm, because I had mm-hmm. no idea how to do that. Yeah. Cause I'd be ready to fight, man. Yeah. And that's not always conducive to, to Same. you, uh, moving forward, uh, in the best way possible for what your goals and what, you know, where you are supposed to be. And so black women just have a, a different way of leading you, um, a beautiful way of leading you down a path of success. Yes. You know, especially when it's somebody who's fully formed and, and grounded within themselves and their goal is to continue that within the black community. For sure. Absolutely. I think that those sort of capacities to nurture and, and, and that sort of commitment to sort of being oneself in every space, no matter what, and, you know, that capacity to affirm and lift up. These are the superpowers. These are the things that that, that style, that, that grace, that, you know, I, you know, trendsetters. I think the fact that we are so comfortable in who we are, despite all of the hardship that we face, is why everybody wants to be like us. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, Absolutely. other than other than the natural whether they ways, care to admit it or not. Exactly. Other than <laughs> other than the ways that that they are just sort of we are just naturally yeah, better. Just <laughs> just naturally <laughs> saucier. You know just, what I'm saying? There's just <laughs> just naturally saucier. something there. I do. I just and I'm and I'm grateful for my mother. I really am grateful. You know, that could have gone a different way. Mm -hmm. And I'm really grateful for my mother uh, being such a beautiful example of a black woman. Same. And also affirming us and being black women, even, you know, despite any other uh, any other things we've talked about aside. um, She she ain't never made us feel any less than for being black. She says this is you are you are beautiful. Mm -hmm. This is who you are. And this is how you need to show up in the world. You know what I'm saying? And I'm grateful for that, for having that example. I know that. Um, so I love being black. I wouldn't love have it black. any other way. Wouldn't. Um, wouldn't. And so, yeah, I just thought we would kick it around the kitchen table and, and just talk a little bit about, you know, just, you know, not taking it. I don't take it for granted. I think Mm-mm. if we don't, if we don't sometimes stop and acknowledge things, it's easy for us to just sort of, you know, glaze over. Absolutely. But I am absolutely grateful 
that the Lord called me to this blackness. Yes. And I'm going to do my best to to lift up, affirm, empower, equip, and, you know, uh, to, to love, to nurture, mm-hmm. to support mm-hmm. all things, to promote, to, to you know, mm-hmm. continually to grow mm-hmm. and improve. And, you know, all of these things I'm so committed <laughs> to having a black family um, and leaving a black legacy because I think that that is just so central to who I am. So I just wanted that to be a part of our little, you know, as I we celebrate this. black history all the time. Yes. That's what we're doing today. We're talking about how dope it is to be a black woman. Just so Sometimes grateful. that's okay. Sometimes it's, it's it's okay to step back and just be like, you know what? I'm the shit because of this thing. <laughs> because of this. And I think that's a beautiful thing. So... Tell us your favorite things about being a black girl. I know we've asked before, but I love hearing the new responses. We've got new yes. listeners and there may be new discoveries that you've learned that you love about being a black woman. But I love I'd love we would love to hear uh, all of those things. And let's share them while we're in Black History Month, while we're going into Women's History Month and all damn year because this is getting grown. Hosted by two what? Black and black women. Black and black blacks. Shall we further ourselves along to this honesty box? We shall. Hulu has the shows and movies you love and is committed to providing a platform for black stories to continue to be seen with the Hulu Black Stories Hub. Watch Women of the Movement, produced by Sean Carter and Will Smith, in all seasons of Snowfall, <laughs> my favorite, and Atlanta. Catch up on Queens, Grand Crew, Blackish, and Abbott Elementary, another favorite. Binge RuPaul's Drag Race. Y'all know how I feel about that. Power, Queen Sugar, and Tyler Perry's Have and Have Nots. Plus, Hulu Originals Wu Tang, an American Saga, Woke, and more. With all those plus classics like Living Single, y'all know how we feel about that, and docu-series like Your Attention, Please, and Black Love, and Hulu original movies like The United States vs. Billie Holiday, and the Onyx Collective's award-winning documentary Summer of Soul, you can find stories and storytellers that highlight and celebrate black history, past and present, on Hulu's Black Stories Hub. 365 days a year because it ain't just a month. Hulu subscription required. Terms apply. Honestly, truly. So our honesty box is actually a continuation from the honesty box last week. Remember, we had an honesty box from Poppy G. Yeah. Who said that she uh, was facing some some um, issues within the diversity, equity and inclusion department uh, that she works in human resources and asked a few questions. So. Two things. We got a response from another listener. Okay. To Poppy G. And then we also got a response from Poppy G herself. Okay. So I'm going to read the response first and then I'll go into Poppy G's response and we can proceed from there. Would you like to give our responder a, a pseudonym? Let's call our responder Miranda Bailey. Miranda Bailey. I was watching Grey's Anatomy earlier. (laughs) All right. Let me actually pull this closer because, you know, I'm blonde. Um, Miranda Bailey writes, Dear Dr. Kia, Chef Jade, and Poppy G. Hey. As a black woman who has dedicated over 10 years of her career to higher education, holding a bachelor's degree in psychology and a master's degree in higher education administration and college student development, I really felt Poppy G's frustration. 
I too worked at a PWI in the Midwest, which feels like an alternate universe. Mm. Mine was a faith-based institution. That adds another layer layer. of complication. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Lord help. Luckily, I made the decision to get free. Thank you, Great Resignation. Oh, another one. Show out. And after hearing what Poppy G is going through, I cannot help but wonder if that is what they are truly needing here to get free. The question I want to ask Poppy G is, are these folks worth the time, energy and potential backlash? Talk about it. Some of the elements that are that you are concerned about, uh, as Dr. Kia referenced as well, are larger political and systemic issues across higher education. Perhaps evaluate if higher education is the right industry for you. I'm personally navigating this question since leaving my institution and realized that I need to take a step back and away from higher ed for a while. There are particular things that are just a part of the higher education culture that I realize are not worth my energy and expertise to quote unquote call out. Mm -hmm. This is after calling out many systemic issues at my former institution when uh, when I was the director of DNI. That being said, I highly recommend that you do not go to the president. This gives me great pause as well. Instead, think and perhaps write out what your expectations or goals are in terms of bringing up inequitable practices. I know your new supervisor is an Angelo, LOL, but have you brought this up to anyone else in your department? This is something the president will likely ask you, by the way. Since you work for the equity area, my hope is that there is a regular cadence of conversation and best practices that make up the work you do. Also, as someone who has held leadership roles and reported directly to a VP in higher education, a black woman herself, there's much that we do not know or are not privy to. I don't want to dismiss your concerns because it sounds like there are some obvious equity issues. Mm -hmm. But if there are things I didn't know as a director, I know it was less so for the team I supervised. And I had to be strategic about what was shared with my managers and admin who I oversaw. I know when we're heated, we can lose sight of what we really need and what we really want to accomplish. I know this was and is true for me, too. I'm happy to have further discussion about this because there is a lot to dissect. Mm -hmm. In the end, I love college students. I believe in the power of higher education. But goodness sakes, that industry really did me in. I want to see us live as free as possible. Can you do that at your current institution? All the very, very best. Yes. Miranda Bailey. Miranda Bailey, we're going to have to reach out to you, okay? Because that was such a beautiful response and and so timely. Um, And then I'm going to read Poppy G's um, follow-up. All right. She says, hello again. I may have used too many words in the last message, so let me provide some clarity and an update. Jade, you are correct. Poppy G's very much a student. The position I have applied for multiple times is in the HR department. Their offices are overwhelmingly white. One of the positions I was rejected for was offered to a white man with no HR experience, and I have a bachelor's of science in HR and a graduate level education in IO Psych. This appears to be blatant discrimination that needs to be addressed. So I jumped the gun and wrote an email to the president, VP of DEI and equal opportunity director on Friday. Uh, My message read the HR department to filth in the most eloquent fashion. I was careful to send the email anonymously because I do not want that target on my back. Magically, the recruiter called me on Monday afternoon to let me know that my application was reactivated and I would be hearing from the hiring manager in a few days. On Tuesday, they made me an offer, but I tried, but tried to keep me at current salary. Of course, I asked for a more appropriate amount, and I am now waiting for a counteroffer. The situation is very sticky. There are more elements that I will not burden you with, but I did want you to know that it looks like the outcome will be in my favor. 
Thank you both for sharing time and wisdom with us, Poppy. Well, so right. those are a couple of the uh, couple of from on, from the honesty box uh, responding to last week. Um, thoughts, questions, anything? I mean, I think at this point, um, Poppy G has gone on and done what she wanted to do mm-hmm. and all i can say is that i pray it goes in her in her favor listen i hope you get the job i that hope you want. that you get what you want out of this um i do think that miranda bailey had some, some very good points. points some very valid points and some some wider scale points for you to step back and right. take a look at um because it sounds like she's got a bevy of, of experience yeah. um, and understanding of that particular department that you're speaking of. Mm-hmm. And I think I think having somebody like that to zoom out and be able to like ask some other questions yes. regarding your trajectory going forward in the future yes. is, is, is um, really key and really dope. <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm I saying? Think I, I will say that... Um, Context, context matters when it comes to to change, right? When uh-huh. you're, if you're pursuing a particular kind of change, uh, you know the literature on change and transformation requires you to ha- you to really like there is no there is no transformation without first knowledge and learning and understanding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, if there are certain sort of change changes structural systemic or otherwise that you are seeking through um you know this new position i would encourage you to just learn as much as possible about this system as it is now so that you will be really uh you, you really be positioned to understand you have to understand like you know you have to really know something before you can talk about changing it and i mean that there's just such there's so there's so much here like there's mm-hmm. a lot of the disciplinary cultural issues at play here right so mm-hmm. um and and i while i respect and fully acknowledge your your expertise as a professional of human resources and iopsych and all of that mm-hmm. um there are just the there are just ways that things work and i think this is what uh, Miranda Bailey was getting that there are just ways that things work uh, you know when it comes to sort of leadership and decision making mm-hmm. in, in the higher education space um, and so yeah I just hope that as you go into this I hope I hope that you would use this as an opportunity to really learn as much as you can um, about about your institution, how it works, what counts as currency there, what changes hearts and minds, what are what is valued there, what is understood there. All of these things are going to shape how you how you are to move if you if you want to sort of realize or accomplish certain things. Mm-hmm. So, like I said before, girl, I'm praying that this works out in the way that you want it to. Absolutely. Truly. And if, if you want us to connect you with uh, Miranda Bailey, 
we can do that privately. Um, yeah, let us just, know. It, it's nothing but a word. Link you all in the emails, okay? Absolutely. And I love how Getting Grown is a community. You know what I'm saying? Where For sure. we've got so many different backgrounds and different occupations of people who have different experience, age levels, expertise levels, who can step in and speak in places where I can't. Kia, this is your lane, but also that, you know, you've got somebody very specific over here. So I love how it continues to grow and crosses paths like that. So, and threads together. Um, continue to send your honesty box questions to getting grown podcast at gmail.com and we shall move along into the self-care. I think we should. I deserve the first being today I was hungry at lunchtime and I saw that the honey baked ham store was on Uber Eats. And I had the most amazing mm. honey baked ham sandwich on a croissant. Mm-hmm. It really just revolutionized. Ooh, give me all the what all the accoutrement. What was on it? So, in lieu of lettuce, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they had arugula. Oh, give me a peppery accoutrement. It yes. was arugula. It was a tomato. Okay. A slice yes, yes. or two. Mm. I think it was two slices of the Swiss cheese. Sounds balanced. Yes. Because you only put had, Swiss with, with ham. Yes. And then they had uh, uh, a brown mustard. Yes. A grainy situation. Yes. Ooh. Yes. I mean, it was cut in half, mm. and I I decided to accompany my sandwich with a kettle cooked chip because you know what life is about. Because I know what to do with a sandwich. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you do. Yes, let's yes, get to the business. But did you put a pickle on the side? I had a pickle on the side. Mm, perfect lunch. It was <laughs> a magnificent lunch Mm -hmm. it was the way that i chose to care for myself today and i have no regrets i you know what that actually makes me very happy no regrets we're not in the petty peeves but a petty pee for me is when people eat stuff and complain about it please (laughs) sandy newton shut up please shut up for your your chips oh my god i can't believe i ate that whole muffin Mm -hmm. oh i could just die well like just can y'all not (laughs) help yourself i just can't it is just it just baffles me how people will sit there and eat a whole pizza or whatever and then go and complain about what they just consumed girl just shut up and enjoy what you just had oh that irritate grinds my gears i love that sis that's a self-care moment it was that's good to me. Moment. I mm-hmm. saw it and I said, I want that. And I ordered it and it was great. Wow. I'm going to buy myself a little quarter ham this week mm. and make some honey baked ham sandwiches. I mean, the mm. glaze. I mean, it was the sweet honey glaze with yes. the spicy mustard combination. Mustard. Yes. Yes. And that graininess just adds a little. And then it had a little kick with the arugula. Yes, because it's got the peppery notes. Took, uh, took it to the next level. And it was a warm sandwich, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Toasted bread, butter. Toasted croissant. 
Uh-huh. Buttered. Oh, that's right. It was a croissant. Yes, yes. Buttered. Mm-hmm. And the and the Swiss had a good melt on it. Mm-hmm. It was a shining mm-hmm. moment for me today. I'm partial to my ham on a brioche or a potato bun. Now you because know I what? like that hint of sweetness. Uh, 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 and then you butter it. Mm. Yes, the brioche, the hint of sweetness. You also know, you know what else I have done in lieu of a brioche when I didn't have? I get me a, a King's Hawaiian sandwich. Bun. Oh, yeah. Oh, because it falls right in line with the potato roll. <laughs> <laughs> you know the vibes. You know the vibes. <laughs> Black women go up for good bread. We do. And, and Naldo said that to me many years ago, and I have never not been able to see it. It's true. You know, Naldo says many things, he and does. most of them are true. It's like, yo, you're not like, wrong you know when you're right. Yeah, you not. I I love Naldo. He, he said you ever up, been actually. to lunch with uh with some black women and see how they behave when the bread come out. I said <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not. I, I said you're don't not. let it be hot. <laughs> because I'm thinking about all of our Listen. excursions with places with bread and you know there was a, a, a classy lister time in our lives you know where we would more so frequent the cheesecake factory All a lot more often and mm-hmm. you know Kia and I have gone up for brown bread together Absolutely. you know Kia, Crystal, Fran all of us have gone up collectively Sour- for a Papa Do's French loaf what you know what I'm saying a collectively for a Cheddar Bay biscuit down what? at the Red Lobster don't get you know what I'm saying <laughs> like don't get me going on chain don't restaurant bread don't get me going <laughs> I will go. Okay. When I was forced with my ex-fiance to go with his family to Golden Corral, I found my glint of hope in those rolls. rolls. I did. Those yeast so rolls. I found my glimmer of hope. This is what I'm saying. So you know what? You're right. Black women do go up for a good bread. Black he women said, is me, and I am black. Women. I am black women. And I'll just say, watch these black women descend upon this bread basket. Say, we should just do wrong. we let's do a let's just do like a little expose on like delicious bread traveling or whatever oh i think that we I'm should just do totally that. down for that y'all still our idea and i know that you can't quit you i can handle it self-care this week mm-hmm. I, so quickly for myself because i actually want to read a listener's self-care very quickly for myself um i had plans you know to kind of get a couple things done on saturday and i found myself vegged out on the couch from the moment that i got up until it was time to go to bed that's how you do and it was glorious no i went to nana's house and tristan and i literally sat there we ordered sandwiches we ordered ramen and we did not move (laughs) until it was time to move you know what i'm saying (laughs) but uh (laughs) we vegged out on the couch for the most part and just binge shit all day including this crazy documentary on this white man named Barry Minkow. But it's Black History Month, and I'll talk oh, to you all about that later. I, you know, I was going to ask you if you, because remember Toya told us to watch the, the Tinder. Movie. I didn't watch the Tinder Swindler yet because I, I was in the middle either. of the Barry Minkow docuseries. Okay. But we can, maybe we can tackle that together. I think we should, this Tinder Swindler bullshit that y'all oh, keep talking goodness. about. Okay. Everybody's like, watch it because you can't believe how dumb people are. And I'm like, do I really need I'm more like, evidence of how stupid people are? I am, am I that? Clear that like, the do people I care? are dumb. You know, but Key and I will give it a gander and we'll see what's what. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shall we move along to our... Oh, oh! You say you're going to read. Yes, listener self-care. I had to read this this week. Okay. You get no pseudonym, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> 
We calling you out. <laughs> we calling you out, Cameron. Hey, Jade and Kia, thanks so much for reading my graduation shout out. Oh, congrats again. And since then, life has been wild and thrown me for several loops. All right, but I was, a- uh, I was also able to live out a dream I've had since I was 13. I love it. Y'all ready? Mm-hmm. I bought a mini pig. <laughs> okay. His name is Fubu Alexander. <laughs> This is He's hilarious. 10 weeks old and six pounds. If you don't know, pigs are smarter than dogs and are better companions. I've had FUBU for two days and he constantly vibe checks me. If I'm tense or my energy is too chaotic, he'll give me a face. And then she sends us a picture of FUBU Alexander and oh his new God. little nap blanket. And it is the cutest thing I have ever seen in my life. Okay. I... It's she's holding FUBU Alexander like a baby. She's hold, she's riding with FUBU Alexander in the car. This is FUBU Alexander in the pen. Oh my God. And so she's, and let me see. I'm trying to see if this email, cause she's sending us many pictures of her and FUBU Alexander. And I am here for his name. <laughs> And I am here for this self-care. FUBU is not about to sit in my lap. I hit my belly breathing and we're back and cuddling on the couch. I attached some pics of my pig son and a couple graduation photos as well. Thanks so much for holding space for me. Um, Oh, she says she used to do yoga with Adrian on YouTube, too. And to check out Ariana Elizabeth's YouTube channel. She's a fellow sister and stretched me all the way out. So I am going to I'm going to give her uh, a. I'm going to give her a go. Ariana Elizabeth on YouTube for all of my, my yogis. Um, but shout out to you, Cameron. I love that. So I had, when I saw the email come through, I said, I'm gonna have I don't to go care what's going on. Yeah. I need you to, to go it. get into it. When I tell you it's a thread sister oh, wow. of photos of FUBU Alexander for That's us. Such by a name. Us. Such I a love name. it. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> to you and your pig son. Yes. Cameron. I love it. You are taking care of one another. <laughs> He's a spotted mini pig. And wow. I just, I love everything. How big is he it. going to get? Like, she just going to have a pig her Oh, house? she said it in the email. She said she, she, she put like, cause you know, she wants to make sure we know ain't no animal cruelty going on and stuff. Um, okay. Well, this, this one, it was a I reputable mean, adoption, all of that. But okay. you know, well, congratulations. So here's a mini pig. Shout out to you, Cameron. I love to see. I hope you and Fubu Alexander are able to cultivate a little cottage in the future. <laughs> well, both of you have land to frolic. Uh, shall we move Ooh, along to this petty peeves let's do it and I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister because everybody know I can be real petty P-E to the T-T-Y honey I am prepared for the petty peeves today honey because I'm not going to be before you long this is just <laughs> something that annoys me so you know every email inbox is going to get some spam no matter mm-hmm. who what you're going to get some some spam Mm -hmm. couple of things i've noticed about my inbox this morning that irritate me so i'm just gonna share there's this there's this new feature on outlook that uh it's called it it, it gives you um i'm trying to think of the name of it it is it gives you it gives you sort of updates Mm -hmm. um it's called like Microsoft Viva and it sends you a daily briefing. What I don't okay. like about this is that oh. it reads your emails uh, and then tells you. So like you open up the email and it says last week 
you said in your email to XYZ, you said I will reach out to this person and CC this person. And it'll mm-hmm. give you the opportunity to say whether you did it oh. or not. Or, you know, how it'll remind you how long ago you said it and then just remind you to follow up. Now, while I understand that that's probably very useful to some people, it uh-huh. annoys me. <laughs> like, I don't need my inbox in and of itself reminding me about yeah. my to-do list. Like, yeah. girl, I know what I said and I'm getting to it. I don't need you to be asking me about it again. And I'm also bothered that it literally, like, however long the email is, it knows if you said, like, literally, it says yesterday you said, and then it quotes what you said, and then it gives you the opportunity to click whether it's done or whether it's not a task. And mm-hmm, I'm just annoyed mm-hmm. by I don't need this kind of. I feel. I'm feeling surveilled. I think <laughs> I it's it, it's giving. It's giving Big Brother. It's I'm not giving, hold you. and I mean, it's you know, it just, it's a little know, too intrusive. I'm trying to figure out how I can turn this feature off, unsubscribe from these things. It's like three days ago you asked blah 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 blah, and it quotes whatever I said in the email, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's like, nah, <laughs> I don't like it. Get it out of here. I don't. I don't care for it. And um, I'm going to figure out how to get this the heck out of my inbox. Secondly, (laughs) I get emails all the time from like, Mm. you know, research organizations, data, you know, people who are trying to sell, Mm -hmm. you know, tools, resources, access to data, that kind of thing. It's like it's like telemarketers, but in Mm -hmm. email form. Mm-hmm. Those individuals will send you an email and just sort of be like, I'm following up about this thing that I emailed you about 78,000 times. And oh. um, just wondering oh, if I'm you had an opportunity it. to review my previous email. Let me know your thoughts. If you want to come to our expo on blah, 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 blah. And then two things about this email. It's ranked importance as high. And she has a read receipt attached. So when I click off of it, it says this person um, has asked, you know, has has read receipts on. So uh-huh. would you like to would let you like to, yeah, them no. know that you read this email? Absolutely not. <laughs> because no, you don't get to know. I feel like we've read receipts. Yeah, I don't like them. I don't, I don't care them. for like because no. you know when i read your email doesn't necessarily mean that that doesn't it doesn't put a demand on the timeliness of your response no not at all and just because not you email me i am not required to respond no. to you no i'm not not whatsoever and so your re-receipt is like this che- it's just like you know the the easiest way to get you blocked and it's a reported as spam. It's what it is. And I mean, micromanagement from somebody who is not managing me. You do not have any. What are you doing? I also want to know if there's like some sort of age age requirement or limit or age something that comes along with read receipts because suddenly out of nowhere my father has read receipts on his phone my mom does too but you know what i think it is i think it's just the ios update and she just said i don't feel like they're intentionally putting them on i just think with the new they just don't they they just just don't know how to turn them turn them off okay got it okay because I was like, does this come with age where all of a sudden you turn your read receipts on? I'm just but wondering. I'm like, listen, don't ask me another read no, receipt. Don't I, ask me it's nothing. It's giving re- micromanagement. I don't It's care giving you receipts. in my business. It's giving. Yeah. I'm about to get you out. 
Oh man. Those are well, my petty peeves. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> I think those were very Validisha. <laughs> Validisha. My petty peeve this week is for people who do not do jobs right the first time. Amen. Because you don't know what kind of hazards you create. You make things harder in the future, either for yourself if you have to go back and do the job again or for somebody else. So, you know, it's no secret in the wintertime that you all hear my heat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Notice in this episode, you've not heard my heat. Not heard it. Allow me to explain why. Um, you will hear heat a lot of times, especially in New York City, older buildings. That's just something that you cannot control. But in this particular situation, because uh, you all heard it in my last apartment, in this particular situation, last year I put in a complaint because I felt like the noise that I was hearing was, it, it, it just didn't feel like it should have been that. Mm-hmm. And it they verified, no, it shouldn't be that. Um, we're going to have somebody come in and change all the valves, put new valves in your heaters throughout mm-hmm. your apartment. Great company comes they put all these new valves and all the heaters i remember specifically i hated them because they were messy didn't even attempt to sweep up after themselves when they moved the grates the the grates off the heaters and stuff but anyway i digress um the noise got worse as you noticed this winter well because i've had people who have i well i can't concentrate with the sound and i'm so sorry that you can't but i can't do shit about that and I have to live in this goddamn apartment. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you right now. <laughs> but they came in recently. My super, who is just an angel, was like, I'm going to change all of your valves um, because I feel like something is wrong with the original job that was done. And lo and behold, he comes in. And I don't know why he insists on showing me things that don't that don't I don't understand them. But he's like, look. Look at this valve. He's like, look at it. This is wrong, these motherfuckers. And I'm like, oh. I know, I get it. I don't know what you're talking about, though. So you just do your thing. And he had me proceed to go around to every single heater when he was done. And when I tell you, it was nothing but a whisper of heat coming out of there. Um, so I'm really grateful. But I was really irritated because I was like, if they were making this crazy ass noise and they weren't supposed to be. I ha- can only assume that this has to be some sort of hazard. These are heaters mm-hmm. connected to a boiler in a building and you're putting wrong equipment on them. That just sounds like a hazard in the making. And so my petty peeve, which is not petty at all, which also, by the way, caused a mold issue in Noah's room, which is what I'm also dealing with between the city and the management company right now, because those valves were expelling such an amount of he- steam coming out of her heater that weren't supposed to that it literally created mold that is crazy so now she can't sleep in her room i'm in the i'm getting contractors come tear out walls and it's just been ghetto but um yeah so people who don't do their jobs right the first time if you don't know what you're doing then don't do it and don't do it half-assed because you don't know what kind of problems you're creating down the line you lazy shiftless raccoon motherfucker <laughs> Anyway, um, that is get another episode of Getting Grown. Oh, yes, it is. Thank you so much for listening uh, to us on a weekly basis. My filth and key is knowledge. <laughs> um, <Shut up. laughs> you have knowledge. 
We're so grateful. <laughs> this is also true. Because <laughs> I told you, I put you on to what a shark's vagina looked like on the yeah, Patreon. Hey, did. did know. I was little I random was tidbits. Like, oh, well, look at that. I'm telling y'all, go Google shark coochie. You're going to be surprised that. It looks very similar to ours. Uh, but anyway, uh, thank you again for listening and tuning in to us every single week. Again, continue to send your honesty box questions, your your black women, black people self-cares, your petty peeves, and all the like to get in grown podcast at gmail.com. And sister, tell them the last few things to do. Always make sure that you are moisturizing your insides by drinking plenty water. Oh, yeah. It's very important. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I was also informed that today we have just about 41 days of winter left. Woo. Which means that it is a, also in your best interest to moisturize your skin. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because ash is ever present if we don't do something about it. Absolutely. Okay? Your black will crack Absolutely. if it's dry. Uh, I did them out of order. You also want to moisturize your mind <laughs> by minding your business. But that's very important. Uh, on always goes without saying but no less. if you don't if you fail to do any of these things your black will crack if it's dry have a great week everyone wonderful bye bye